You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. All right, welcome back. Episode 133 of the Grapes and Gorak Show. I'm Grapes. I'm Gorak. Uh, this is a draft recap episode. We're a week late, but we are not a dollar short. We're coming hot with takes. And we did drop a first round recap in Vegas, which is the most we've ever actually done. That's true. We've always told you guys that we are going to do something while we're out of town. And we this finally might, this did This is it. the first time ever I think we did anything while we were out of town. Yeah, and you know, we've probably had time, but we're always hung over before. But I don't know, Vegas was a little different this year. We we went to bed before midnight. We were up early. <laughs> it was it was bizarre, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, when you drink all day and sit in a pool, you know, you, you're just you're just too tired. To I was li- on. I was listening to uh, the Power Trip uh, yesterday morning, and they were talking about how uh, unless you're going to go clubbing in Vegas, go to bed before midnight. You're not missing out on anything. Whatever you want to do, you can do during the day. This is true. This is true. I think the only one that stayed out real was Rob. Yeah, Rob Way, and, the lunatic. And it was forced on him. I don't know. He he didn't want to. He didn't want to come back with the boss. You know, that's that's not on us. That's on him. <laughs> we didn't drown him in the pool. You know, because we didn't get Sauce Gardner, Derek Stingley. Well, and to be fair, he was hardly in the pool. We didn't yeah, get the that's opportunity. True. That's to true. He stayed him. on the the ledge. You know, he, was, uh, he made home on the ledge. Yeah, he really, yeah, he found his spot. Uh, all right, so I mean, we could start back at the first round pick. You know, kind of recap the recap. Yeah. Uh, now, now that we have a better feel. Yeah, and for it, the finished product, it makes me feel better overall. I think with yeah. what we ended up doing. Um, I guess I just want to start with the whole like, don't trade with the divisional play uh, po- uh, opponent. Oh. It's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I don't understand. This like became a really big deal to everybody. Yeah, and like I feel like that was that's a thing if you're going like player for player, especially like in baseball at like the trade deadline. I understand that. But with the draft, who the hell cares? If you're trading a proven commodity, I get it. Like I'm not gonna trade Justin Jefferson to the Packers. But it's a fucking draft. Like, what, what are you doing here? I mean, I don't want to compare it to fantasy football, but I certainly don't ever care who's in my division when I make trades in yep. a draft. You don't even know who's good or who's not. Like, you're just guessing. So, I th- you know what's funny is I think the biggest reason people are grumpy, they were receivers. And people love receivers. They came up, they got Jameson Williams. Packers came up and got Christian Watson. Had the Lions drafted, like, Ty- Tyler Smith, nobody would have fucking cared. They'd have been like, oh, Lions got some stupid lion yep. or linemen. Um but yeah, no, like especially since like this, it's a skill, uh, skill player, and you're gonna be able to watch him. You know, like every time Christian Watson catches a bomb over Cam Dantzler, which will never happen because Watson isn't good. But every time it happens, yeah, let the record show: Grapes and Gorak, not big Watson, guys, <laughs> even before the Packers yeah. took him. Like who? I don't know. Unless he burns us, you're not going to care. Every time you see Christian Watson score a touchdown, it's going to be brought up. But it's so stupid, though. They, I mean, tons of people have said it. They would have just traded with the next fucking team. No. So if you like the deal, we just eliminated an entire player from the Packers draft class. They don't have one because they had to trade up with us and they gave it to us. They would have just done it with the next team. Or... Who knows what would happen? Maybe they don't get a deal done, and then they get desperate, and they trade, like, multiple picks for Debo Samuel. Yeah. You have no, like, What if the Lions don't get the deal done with us, and instead they trade for A.J. Brown or Hollywood Brown? Like, you, 
You have no idea what way, or what if we don't trade up? What if Jameson Williams doesn't go at 12 because we don't make a deal? And then the Packers somehow trade up and get him. Like, you don't know what the fuck can happen. It's the draft. Yeah, and there's uh, the the Packers say say they don't trade up for Christian Watson. Who's to say, like, you know, no receiver I don't think really went between. I think, I, I do think Pickens ended up going. Pickens ended up going, but I don't think Sky Moore or any of those guys. Well, but let's just so say. Sky Moore went to the Chiefs. Now, I don't know if that was, the, that would have been after, I think. I think so, but like, you know. Watson could have fell to them at 50, what, 52 or whatever. Yeah. And they could still have 59 to go get another good player. Now, like, do I think that was going to happen? Probably not. But it, in the end, if you're looking at option A is this and option B is this and you like option B more, you shouldn't be like, well, can't take option B even though we like it more because it's the Packers. Oh. And now they're, what if Watson sucks? Then who cares? What is my dog's deal? I don't know. He's not having fun right now. Yeah, Are we having upset. fun? We're, we're like, supposed to be having fun. He's he's upset that we traded in division. He doesn't yeah. get it. <laughs> it's going like, to be okay. You gave the, the Lions the best deep threat in the class. <laughs> oh, no. The sky is falling. Sweet. They don't have a quarterback who can throw deep. It, it's just like... It, it reminds me of people that got upset that we didn't draft Tyler Johnson. Like People got attached like to Jameson Williams. They like Jameson Williams. But the draft, it's been proven... No one really knows for sure. So taking more picks is always better. And them thinking that, you know, oh, James Williams is going to be the guy, he could easily not be the guy. And now they gave up. I mean, we also, it cost the Lions the ability to get Boye Mafe or Arnold Ebiketti. They ended up getting Josh Pascal, who's clearly like a step down from the Those other two. two. Yep. Definite step down. And they just lost their high third. Gone. Now, if I'm the Lions, I still do. I think I like the deal. James Williams, good, you know. Fuck, good player. You know, I, w- I would have liked him on the Vikings. But there is a downside to it. They just didn't get him for free. Yep. Uh, and, you know, say they don't trade up for Jamison Williams. I mean, Christian Watson probably there at 30. He is there. The 32. So they probably take their deep threat there. And then, yeah, end up with, like, Boya Mafe or Arnold Abikitti. Who's much better than Pascal. Yeah. Or even and they, then oh, they still have their third to get, you know, whatever fucking other player they want. Yeah, and even, I mean, maybe they're like uh, Skymore or George Pickens uh, over them. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I don't know. I think I'd rather have them just, you know, take Jamison Williams and then sit out the draft for the next day. Because they didn't, oh, I guess they had Pascal with our pick. Our but, pick, like, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather them have... Pascal over Abikitty or Mafe, I guess. I just don't think they like they were gonna get someone. Maybe not the Lions, but like I division rival, the Lions? Are we concerned about the fucking Lions? If you're concerned that you gave James Williams to the Lions, we got bigger problems here. Like I the Packers now, they were going to get a receiver. So they they were willing to give up two seconds. That deal was going to happen with somebody. Yeah, who, I don't know who was sitting behind us. They traded uh, out too. Yeah, it was the Titans, I think. I, whoever somebody took Kyler Gordon right behind us. I think. Right? No, that was a little later. It was the okay. Bears took Gordon, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, like the next the next partner happens. You know, the next pick they give up the two twos or the pick out or maybe the Bears. You know. All of a sudden, well, no, the Bears and Ryan Poles ain't trading with the Packers. You know what did he say? He's the king of the North or something? Oh yeah, what was his stupid. So, yeah, he had he some want, dumb yeah, line. They want to be the kings of the North and never give it back. Yeah, that's what it was. Like yeah, that. yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we were at thirty-four, and the Jets traded out right behind us. 
with the Titans. And then after that, the Giants traded out with the Jets, which is hilarious. Like, they traded out and they traded right back, or they have both those picks. All, all I know is the next two picks, the next three out of four picks were all traded. And if you're going on the, you know, the whole Jimmy Johnson, Rich Hill scale, the Packers overpaid. So they were going to get that deal done. Now, to the Lions, I mean, that was a big jump. There might not have been other teams willing to fall that far back. I'm just like... I, I, to me, I always just look at the draft like, you don't know. So I'm not going to be like, oh, no, we gave them Jameson Williams. This dude could literally be not Henry Ruggs the murderer. Henry Ruggs, like, the average receiver. Yep. Like, s- seeing Andrew Booth, say we ended up with them and we didn't make any trades and we just swapped those picks. Mm-hmm. We took Booth at 12 and seen at 46. People are disappointed, but like the sky isn't falling. Cause oh yeah, like and, you and reached you, in the I, first, but you got a steal in the second. And I think like like Booth would be considered, I feel like a mild reach. I mean, I had him seventeenth. So like to me, it would have been like you definitely passed on players I prefer, Hamilton, Jordan Davis, but within the realm of like I get it, we needed a corner. He seems like a good scheme fit, oh. and then Scene would have been like a home run in the second. And I, it's funny. I think people literally would have been happier with that with us. Because they're they're so upset about trading down and trading with divisional, and they don't like Ed Ingram. But I get it; like the guy's got some baggage, and he also wasn't really like consensusly a second round pick, which I think kind of screws things up as far as like making this look good. But yeah, like in the end, if you just stuck and pick, people would be like, "Oh, you got Booth, got Sin, good draft." Yep. But since it's like, "Oh, you traded with fucking Detroit, and you didn't get enough," you know that whole just you know you just didn't get enough, you know. And then I'm seeing articles like. Oh, yeah, now teams are going to lowball the Vikings because they know they want to trade back. Fucking very next day, the Packers gave up more than the trade chart says. So that whole theory is dumb as shit, too. Well, I don't know. Just if you like a trade, take the trade. If you don't like the trade, don't take well, that's, it. Well, that's, that's the thing, too. It's like, Questy wouldn't have done it if he didn't like the deal. Like, he wasn't like they strong-earned him into it. Now, would people like to get more? Sure. Hell, I would have liked to Everyone get more. Everyone would have liked to get more. Why not add I would have liked more? to get more for Christmas. But yeah. you know what? I didn't. But in the end, like even It he wasn't was, available. In his press conference, he was like, you know, he kind of like dumbed it down to like, which are you happier with? Are you happier with what you can get at 12 or happier with what you think you can get at 32, 34, 66? They chose the second option. And I sent you a bunch of like scenarios of what it would have been. And personally... I think we made the right choice. Like, would I rather have Kyle Hamilton, Alante Taylor, who's basically the best corner that was available at 46, and what was it, like Dylan Parnum? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Darian Kinnard or Yeah, Parham. Kinnard or one of those, like, it, it was a, the third round guard of what it would be. And that's kind of going in, like, the line of, like, what we did pick. Because I know you could go, well, I would have taken, you know, Malik Willis at 12, and I would have taken N'Kobe Dean, and, but, like, we clearly didn't like those guys, and no. so did nobody. Like the whole NFL thought they were worse than everyone. Yeah, Sixty, thought. like they were passed yeah. over Dean eighty something times, and same with yeah, Willis. We took Asamoah over Dean. Like we didn't like Dean, so I just like if you look at what we could have got, because you could do it too. You could say, okay, stay at twelve and take Hamilton, but then at 30, 46, trade up, use your third round pick to go get Booth. You end up with Kyle Hamilton, Andrew Booth. That's pretty fucking cool, but yep. you don't get. Ed Ingram. Ed Ingram and Brian Osamoa. So I think I prefer the four players because first off, Lewis Sin looks like a great prospect. I'm not going to say he's better than Kyle Hamilton because the whole draft 
season, we always had Kyle Hamilton yep. higher. But you have to just kind of go back and go, we don't know. So give me two extra players. Give me two extra fucking players. Yep. And Kyle Hamilton didn't go at 12. He didn't go at 13. He went to the Ravens at 14, which now all of a sudden he will probably be a superstar just because like he went to Baltimore. But I think I think San is what? The clear-cut second-best safety in the draft. I mean, Dax Hill went ahead of him, one pick, but he, we talked about it last week. It's just a different type of player. Yeah. Again, more of a, maybe a Tyron Matthew type, like a... Bring him in, move him yeah. out. Kind of more of a chess piece kind yeah. of guy. Where I feel like what we, what I've heard from Ed Donatel's even is you want two interchangeable safeties that can kind of do a little bit of everything. So, and not as much, you know, man to man in the slot, that type of stuff. It's, it's a zone defense. It's like quarters coverage and stuff. So I think it's funny, like Kyle Hamilton is clearly like the more higher upside prospect, but he definitely had more red flags than Sin. I mean, Sin ran a four, three, seven fucking Hamilton ran like a four, seven. Injury, he missed like half the season last year. He's like, you know, kind of got a weird body type for a safety. Like, I know like being tall is probably good, but usually means you don't have the hips that you would want. Yeah. So, I mean, again, if I'm picking one, I'll take Kyle Hamilton. But if I can, you're going to throw me Booth in there too? Yeah. Yeah, It's it, it really just comes down to, would you rather have Kyle Hamilton or Andrew Booth and Lewisine? Yeah. I, yep. I think I prefer the letter. I, prefer I mean, I guess I, you would have to say, would you rather have Kyle Hamilton and what you would get at 46? And Al- which let's... we'll say Elante Taylor because he's the best corner on the board. And you got to think we were pretty desperate to get a fucking corner. Kyle Hamilton and Elante Taylor or Lewis Sin and Andrew Booth. Like, I mean, even on my board, I had those both those guys as first round picks. Oh, I, and I just feel like the upside is higher with both of them mm-hmm. rather than just having the upside of... Kyle Hamilton. And, like, Alante Taylor could turn out to be a great player. Yeah. I just – I didn't spend too much time on him. He's and like the Ed Ingram of corners. Like, who? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's just – I don't know. He seems like he's going to just be one – like, a body kind mm-hmm. of guy. So, I, I – I mean, in the end, like, I get why people wanted more. We thought we got more. But I was even telling you, like – because I forgot they had the Rams first. So, like, the Lions were not giving up there first. Not in a million fucking years. Like, that team could literally win four games next year. But they could give up the Rams first. And I was saying to you, like, would you rather have the Rams first or their 34th pick this year? And I think you were like, well, I'll take the first. But, like, it's not that different. Because usually when a pick is a year later... It loses value. Use a, it usually it decreases around. around. Yep. So maybe you call it the top of the second next year. Okay, well, that's one pick better. Yep. So, but... I, I mean, think the only, re- the only way, like... Or one of the main reasons why I take the first is it, in theory, gives you more ammo in a loaded draft class next year. Better draft class, and you never know. Matt Stafford's back starts acting up. Yep. That pick ends up being you know fifteenth or whatever. Like it, that's a, a big deal. Yeah. Um, I get maybe that was never on the table. Probably wasn't on the table. I mean, the fact that they were able to get our second out of us shows yeah. that like we. It, and maybe it was one of those things where it's like, all right, we will give you that first, but you got to give us your second. We're going, whoa, now, like we don't want to pick at the end of the first and then wait till yeah, wait till sixty, yeah. yeah. Like, so let's just stay here and get the thirty fourth pick, you know. And it, people talk about, oh, we didn't get enough value, but if we if we wanted to move down, you and we liked that better, they're gonna do that. Like I remember looking back at the, you remember Dion Jordan? Yeah, he went like third overall, oh. and I believe it was 
the Dolphins who took him. Yep. They traded up from like 10-ish, 12-ish to the to the third overall pick. They give up a second. Like, clearly, Oakland, I think it was Oakland, just thought this class sucks. And this third pick is not much different than that 10th pick. Let's get the hell out of Let's here. Let's get out of here. And they weren't probably getting a lot of great offers, but in the end, they said, this third pick is not much different than this 10th pick. So we'll take the second and we'll move out. Most of the time, when you're going up to the top three, you're giving up future first. Yeah. And they got like, everyone was like, what the fuck? Why? They got like nothing for that. Well, it turns out Deion Jordan sucks and it turned out that draft class sucked. So, I mean, I think. Turns out for whatever reason, I think it was Keith McKenzie, Reggie McKenzie. Yeah. He ended up getting DJ Hayden, I think, which not a great player either, but Deion Jordan really sucked. So, I mean. I think DJ Hayden might still be hanging around the league where Deion Jordan's long gone. Yeah. So, I just, we clearly wanted more picks. And if you don't like that, then you can be mad about this draft class. But I don't. I thought for the whole divisional thing, I think is just the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. We should be celebrating the fact that we we hosed the Packers. Yeah, like Detroit, I think was pretty much they got what they wanted, we got what we wanted. Like no one's too upset. The Packers overpaid to go up because they had but to they, you because know, they, all the receivers the were gone at, by the time they had their which, first selection, which they got what they wanted, and they were willing to overpay for it. But what's wrong with us being the ones they got overpay? Yeah. And, and to be honest, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. Is it that people, like, like the Packers draft and they're, like, scared that we just gave them I think Watson? what it is is that, like, there wasn't receivers left. And it was like, oh, if you don't trade with them, they end up with nobody. They have who Sammy Watkins and fucking Alan Lazard starting and their season's over. Which isn't going to happen. Oh, they were going to move up for Pickens or Watson. They, they literally were going to just move up with the Again, they were, they were those going, two twos in their back pocket. Yeah. They were going to only end up with one two no matter where it was. <laughs> it was going to be Christian Watson to somebody. Yeah. So why not let it be us? Because in the end, I mean, you want to make, you know, give Questy Schiffer round one. Round two was a stroke of genius. Because you know who they ended up with? Andrew Booth. Who I'm pretty sure almost every Viking fan, me and you, I mean, you had I think Kyler Gordon ahead of him, but, yeah, but we were all very happy if they had just went Andrew Booth at 34. Yep. Would have been would've fantastic. Been fine, yep. Everyone would have been like, hey, not bad. Instead, he traded down, added a pick, and then moved back up and still got Andrew Booth. Booth, McCreary, jo- uh, Gordon, don't care which one. Yep. Just give me one of them at that yeah. point. And that's what they did. McCreary went off first, which was interesting because I think he was our least favorite. And then Gordon went off, and then we immediately traded up to the next team. Yep. So I'm sure that's what they did. They had three corners stacked. And, you know, maybe they had their favorite. But as a smart football team, you go, we don't fucking know. Yep. These three are about the same. We'll take one of them. As soon, as the, the, as, as, soon yeah. as the first one goes off the board, we'll start making calls. Yep. This is our offer for one of those corners. Yeah. If that team doesn't take it, we'll go to the next one and the next one. And guess what? If none of them like it... At the third one, we probably have to up the offer. Yeah. But. You know, it's, it's, I think people, fans, would always prefer you go get your guy. You know, the Packers went and got Christian Watson. That's exciting. We traded back. We've seen it for 10 years with Spielman. Like, maybe we're just sick of it. I personally love it. Like, I, I'm all about trading back. I like trading back, especially when it happens last year and I trade back and I still got my guy. Yeah. With Darisa. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I like trading back and trading up, like moving around. So I like that Questy continued the tradition of like not just sitting there and picking guys, you know, which was like a Gettleman thing of like, well, we just pick the guys we like. Or even like the New England Patriots taking Cole Strange. Like, you really you couldn't trade it back? Yeah. I don't or, know about that. You or, say you couldn't. Yeah. Well, mm, 
Uh, Clearly nobody wanted a quarterback at the end of the first. <laughs> you know, that there was, uh, I don't know if you saw the athletic article, I think it was Chad Graff, but uh, the Packers actually offered, I'm not sure if it was the same offer, but for the 32nd pick. And Questy wanted to take it. Really? And they said the consensus or collaboration or whatever word we like to use to say, like, we're doing this as a group, basically, like, outvoted him and said, no, we're taking sin here. And they ended up taking it. Because if you listen to Questy's press conference, he was like, oh, yeah, we had a little bit of a curveball, like, late in the clock. Like, we had an offer come in that we considered. And it sounded like, you know, because I think he probably looked at it like, Two seconds is worth more than this pick. Oh. I know it's technically labeled a first-round pick, but it's still pick 30 32. second. 30-second pick for two two seconds is just a better value. And I think people are like, probably, probably the fans will burn us to the ground if you don't take fucking Lewis in right now. Like, we have picking two more. Just hold off. Yeah, that, um, that, that probably was it. Like, you do not trade out completely <laughs> yeah. after, like, fans were, like, clamoring for a rebuild. Yeah. You do not just trade out of the first completely. You need to take a guy here. Who you, two picks. And same would, offer probably came. And I wouldn't have cared so much if we ended up with the same people. Sin, Booth, yep. Ingram. I just would have cared that I wasted four hours waiting for the Vikings to pick oh, and they never picked. Yeah, that would have been a, that would have been a little frustrating. Like, that's, that's the, the only year thing. when we traded down with, with Detroit. To take Chris Cook, and they trade up for Javon Best. I know these divisional trades, they've never happened before in the history of mankind. We did trade, and guess how Javon Best did in the NFL? Not good. No one fucking cares about Javon Best. Now, Chris Cook strangled the woman. He's a terrible human being. Um, but I believe we got Daniel Hunter with one of those picks. Geniuses. I know Everson Griffin was involved in a divisional That's trade. A, I, I think it was Everson Griffin in the Javon Best trade. Okay. We traded with Detroit again, too. Yeah. And we ended up getting Daniel Hunter out of that deal. Or... Weird how these later round guys somehow turn out to be good. Yeah. Like, you can't just always look at the star that was taken. I mean, I don't know who they traded up for. I know the job at best one. Even last year, the the Cowboys and the Giants made a trade. Like, and it was I know it's spots. not. I know it's not like happens all the time. But that's also because three of the teams are in your division, and the other twenty eight are in another division. So yeah. mathematically, it's not going to happen as often. I honestly don't think that many teams give a fuck. Maybe they're like, hey, I have two offers that are similar. I won't take the divisional one, but... Didn't the Patriot, Patriots just traded for Devontae Parker like a month ago in the division? <laughs> so dumb. Like, I, yeah, it's just... I get it on like a level of superstar. Like, I don't expect... I didn't expect, you know, the Packers to trade Devontae Adams to the Lions. Yeah. But they'll certainly trade fucking Alan Lazard to the Lions, which is like most draft picks are unlikely to be good. So go ahead. Uh, back to Lewis Sin though, you were saying like, had we done that trade and ended up with Booth and Sin like at 32 or whatever. So Tampa Bay was at 33 and I was just listening to Richard Sherman's podcast with Lewis Sin on it. Yep. Lewis Sin, a little, a little upset with the Buccaneers. They basically let him on that they were going to take him at 27. He's like, he goes, I'm not going to name any names. You know, you got a team at 27. It's like, well, we know who it is then. And he goes, yeah, they ended up trading out because the Bucks traded from 27 to 33. And he's like, all, all, like, all offseason, they were like, if you're there, we're going to take you, man. If you're there, we're definitely taking you. And he's like, then they traded out. And I was like, I guess I might not get picked today. So had we not taken him at 32, almost guarantee he's gone at 33. Yeah. And then you're, I don't know, maybe you're going edge or you're going booth Dude, and then Mafa an edge or, or Abiketti or. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that would have been heartbreaking. Yeah. 
So, and then uh, also, Cowboys draft board leaks. Oh, yeah. Guess who's the 13th overall player on their draft board? I don't know. Who, who is that? It's got to be like Jordan Davis or Traylon Burks or someone cool, Someone right? that people really liked. Uh, it was Lewis Sin, number 13 overall. Oh. The one player they passed on that was ranked higher than Tyler Smith was Lewis Sin. Oh. I mean, did someone DM him that and say, hey, did you know the Cowboys actually had you higher on your their board and took a lineman instead of you? Somebody should tell him. Yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's messed up. So, so, you know what the Bucks did sounds like what the Cowboys did to Randy Moss, which means Lewis Seen Hall of, Foot, Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's gonna murder the Bucks. Yeah. He's coming for the Bucks every time. Thanksgiving, if we get to play them, he's gonna kill them. Brady, you're done. Who, uh, who do the Cowboys have at safety that they would have not wanted to take someone higher on their board? They have uh, Jaron Curse. Is he still on their team? He okay. starts there, and they just want—I feel like they just wanted a lineman that bad. Huh? Yeah, I, I, well, I think they definitely needed one because uh, Tyron Smith always hurt. Yeah, Zach Martin getting older. Mm-hmm. They got uh, cut or traded Lyle Collins. Yep. Uh, like they, so there's three guys. Uh, Travis Frederick's gone now. That that line is just... Connor Williams was a free agent. They just needed another investment in the offensive line. Yeah, because that's pick 24. They could have got the 13th player on their board, and they still were like, nah. And I don't know, Tyler Smith, I think... I think he was like 16, 17. Yeah, so they felt like they got a value there too, but... I mean... I don't know. Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, Lewiston out of Georgia. I mean, one just seems a little safer to me. Uh, so... Uh, Lucine said uh, the the practices at Georgia were harder than the games. <laughs> well, that sounds about right. I mean, I mean, that team's loaded. The five first round picks on the defense. Yeah, th- just on the whole team. Bill Barnwell did a uh, article on the most uh, most valuable, most draft valued team. Okay. And it was ended up being the twenty two Bulldogs defense over like the two thousand one Hurricanes defense. Okay, those other stacks. Yeah, yep. other like giant offenses. They mm-hmm. he I don't know what he used, but he like graded it with points yeah. and whatnot. And the Georgia defense was the most valuable. And that's with Nicobe D falling to like the third round. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Just Lewis Sin in general. I do think his press conference and his like interviews and stuff. This dude is like. I don't know. He seems super mature, like super well-spoken. Definitely, like, again, on the Richard Sherman podcast, he's like, I'm just going to go in there and soak everything up. Like, I think he has a kid already, too. Yeah, I think she's five. Yeah, so I don't know. He's And he's from... Haiti. Haiti. Haitian domination. And he went to, like, he lived in Boston and Florida and all over the place. I don't know. He just seems like a very uh, good head on his shoulders guy. So, and leader of, like, the Bulldogs defense. I mean, honestly, not a lot of red flags. Like, what's, what's one thing that you've heard that... Again, not to pick on Kyle Hamilton, but oh. there's definitely like an injury history with him. Speed was a concern. So, I don't know. Nice, I, safe I, prospect. Yeah. Which is good. Can't really go wrong with a uh, well-spoken young man who runs a four-three-seven with an 11-foot-1 broad jump. Who loves to tackle, and one of his like main strengths was like how he comes down from yeah. the safe position and fills the alley, which just f- fantastic to have someone that's you know like that type of... Uh, Especially when you're running this defense where it's like light boxes and stuff, and you need guys to come from the secondary fast and get yeah. up in there. Um, but okay, let's go to the the second round pick, Andrew Booth. Well, the first of second round picks. He has a little more questions. I mean, someone that was kind of consensus first round pick 
fell to middle second, I guess, like a little higher than middle second. Yeah, mid second. But sounds like injury problems. He even said he hasn't been healthy as since high school. So I think he had a hernia surgery. Didn't really get to do any of the drills in the offseason. Two hernia surgeries. Is that what I it think. is? Yeah. So, but if you're just going off tape and and, and talent, like, like, talent, yeah. You know, injury injury risk, especially when it's just something small, like you know hernia. And stuff hey, like that. We had to deal with Christian Darsa last year with his fucking core injury. And once he got healthy, he seemed totally fine. So hopefully it's kind of the same same thing. Just get it get it cleaned up. And, and you know, Booth probably isn't going to be doing many of, like, the OTAs or anything mm-hmm. until he's, like, ready. And I'm sure the Vikings front office is like, yeah, dude, you don't touch the field until, like, our doctors say you look 100. Yeah. Like, and now you're in an NFL program. Like, it's all you have to worry about. You just worry about getting healthy. So, oh. and he's he's not a small corner, you know. He's not like your, uh, you know, Gordak favorite, Trent McDuffie. He's six foot, long arms, played, he can play man zone. So, definitely a type of corner that if he hits could be a, like, a number one corner. Which is nice, because, like, someone like Mike Hughes was never really that type of person. So, yeah, definitely, definitely need that in the room. So, I, I like Andrew Booth, especially. Uh, trading down and trading back up to get him. Yep. I really like doing that. Uh, especially with the second of second round picks, we ended up with Ed Ingram, guard, center. Ed Ingram, I think, is the one that, if it was someone else, people would have been more happy with all the trading. If it was like someone, N'Kobe Dean, Malik Willis, I don't know, who's, I don't know who else was around there that people knew the names of. No one really was thinking about Ed Ingram. So it's like, oh, we got this like, Random guard. Is he good? Is he not? But I, I, I would say he's probably the favorite to win the right guard job at this yeah, point. I would say so too. We've got I, a lot of candidates, but you know he might be the favorite for the guard job. I also wonder if he, you know, we did, we're not picking up Bradbury's uh, option. I wonder if he is an option at center. It sounds think- like he has center versatility, and. I wouldn't doubt if it's like, all right, Garrett, like this year it's not just like, oh, you were our first round pick, mm-hmm. you get the job, we're going to bring in a body. It's no, we've now invested in someone who can potentially take your job. And we didn't really sign or draft anyone that's like a pure center. So I think if it's not Ed Ingram, like, you know, one of these other guys we signed, I feel like someone's sneakily going to be competing with Garrett Bradbury. Yeah, like, I, all think, of a sudden I think camp. Schlotman yeah. uh, out of Denver, Wyatt Davis too. Yeah, they did had him doing some snapping like a little oh. bit. So I, someone, yeah, like all of a sudden it's gonna be like, oh, Ed Ingram's taking snaps with the second team, you know, center spot. What's going on here? And it's like, okay, that makes sense because it, you have a lot of guys competing at that guard spot, and Bradbury's really not good enough to just give him the job. So hopefully that's part of it. Uh, He's just lucky Mason Cole's not around because that dude would just take it. That guy got paid. Yeah, he did. Paid well. It was a great Rick Spielman uh, sixth-round pick he traded uh, to get Mason Cole. So, if, you know, Ed Ingram, not as exciting as Andrew Booth, but it fills a need. I think you didn't solve the right guard job or that interior spot with, like, a plug-and-play starter, but we got a lot of candidates there. Oh. So, I mean, I know some people bagged on the pick because of his past. I think he had, like, some sexual assault stuff and whatnot. He got, like, suspended and then... It dropped and then he came back to LSU. Yeah, so if I remember correctly, I think he was um, charged with domestic 
or uh, sexual assault. It's like, like something. It's like 18? things with like a minor. It's like with like yeah, like his and like the. That whole thing happened like two years prior to yeah, that. He was like, he was a minor. Yeah, and I, I think, think he, he was like 17. Yeah. I think he was a freshman at LSU now when the charges yeah, came. When so like things after came he was done. Exactly, yeah. So then he was suspended, then it was dropped, and then he came back to LSU. And he was pretty good. And I, I saw he only gave up two sacks all his college career. So, like, you know, if you're going to get someone to protect Kirk Cousins, I mean, get someone that can protect them get in there um so i mean i just think like that traffic definitely wasn't as like i don't know you know booth everyone liked the booth pick no, no one didn't like the booth i pick. mean i had no idea really who ed ingram was yeah, but it wasn't on my radar yeah i wasn't upset about it by any means either so yeah i mean i just think if with all the trade doubts people would have been a little happier if it was like something else or someone else but in the end it's a guard we needed a guard we'll see what happens i do like that we're like going for bigger bodies I know they were talking to Kevin O'Connell and he's, or maybe even Questy too. And they're, it, I mean, that shift kind of happened a little bit last year, but now they're definitely going away from the, we need light guys that are all wide zone types. Like they're talking about actually running some different stuff. Yeah, some gap stuff. Some gap counter, stuff. Yeah. So they were like, we kind of want guys that can do everything. So, cause I was looking at Ed Ingram's like athletic profile and this is mediocre at best. So but never would have been picked by the old, you know, Kubiak regime. No, but like, Mediocre athletic, yeah, and he, but he's bigger, so like maybe he you, can actually hold the wall. If yeah, you you kind of trade one for the other, you know, a little yeah. bigger body, you lose a little athleticism. But I I remember correctly, especially the Joe Burrow year. I believe they ran a lot of runs with pulling guards. That's a, that was what they were showing a bunch of his highlights. It's like his number one thing is like I mean he's pulling and then just wiping people. That's going to be huge in the uh, new running scheme. Yeah, that'll be sweet. So yeah, we took him, and then with the Detroit Lions pick, which was the high third rounder, Brian Asamoa. The second. The second. Or the third. I forget <laughs> which one. I think it's the third. Either way, uh, you know he's. You will be seeing him wear number thirty-three. Apparently, Delvin yeah. Cook's old number. Mm, not he was number twenty four in college as a linebacker. Yeah, now thirty three. Um, it might fit him because he's like an undersized linebacker. He's definitely like people are even like, oh, he's like a dime backer, you know? A, yeah, and you know, you know, uh, big safety. Yeah, yeah, almost like a big safety because he's got the speed of a safety. I mean, he's gonna he's like a sideline a sideline guy. So yeah, he he's very fast. He does. Uh, I think I think he needs a little more work in coverage, but I think that was one of his strengths yeah, too. Yeah. Was I think I'm sure his biggest weakness is like if he gets blocked, he stays blocked just because yeah. of the size of him, you know. But if he can just run and chase, and then yeah, in coverage, and, and again, took him over to Kobe Dean. Like they clearly liked him. They yep. clearly liked him a lot. So and yeah, I, I I mean I obviously I liked Dean over him, but when but when a first round prospect in yeah. your eyes. Starts to fall through round two. I mean, you gotta you gotta start reevaluating. Yeah, you gotta throw your like you know your our amateur opinions out the door and go. Okay, clearly there's something that these teams know. Malik Willis and Nicobe Dean are like two guys I would would have pound the table for like early on in the process, but like during the draft, as you as they get passed over, as Quay Walker goes in front of Mm Nicobe Dean and stuff like that, it's like okay. There's clearly something wrong with the guy medically or off the field that 
I don't have access to. Exactly. I mean, because if you had pawn on the table and took, uh, I don't know, Malik Willis at 12, you've reached by three rounds. Yeah. You know, like that's how bad that would be. Because yeah. we talked about N'Kobe Dean uh, on our last podcast at taking him at pick 34. I mean, yeah. like, I think he's probably the safest guy at pick 34. He didn't go for another round and a half. Yeah. With I, lots of linebackers going in between. So I think at that point, you know, you do have to kind of throw out your opinion and go, well, clearly they know something that we don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think with Malik Willis, we all knew it. Everyone just saw the nice long throws and was like, and, and the how, running. And the running. Yeah. It was like, hey, he's got upside though. But yeah. really it's like, yeah, he can't play quarterback. No. Yeah. And that's, I, it sounds like from what I've read and everything, like a lot of teams did like Malik Willis, but so much work has to be t- put in to actually like get him ready for yeah. the NFL that like, you can't invest a first round pick and have him sit for three years. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love. <laughs> but. And then not be good either. Yeah. You know? So. I, people want to find starters one round one and two. And if you are going to go quarterback, like his, his resume was, it was, it was, I have a big arm and I can run around. But like accuracy, his decision making, the school he went to. None of that was good. So, and like at Liberty, he did a lot of fun stuff, but he didn't light the place on fire. It's not like he went forty touchdowns, five picks. Yeah, yeah, that too. Like he was productive, but if you're playing at Liberty and you're supposed to be a first round talent and you're faster and have a bigger arm than everyone, yeah, you should be forty five touchdowns and yeah. three picks. But um, so we took Brian Osmo over both those guys. And, uh, I mean, he was, I think he's kind of in that range, kind of made sense, third round, you know, linebacker. Uh, Our linebacker, I think, is looking a little better. Definitely a spot we need to add some depth. We got Jordan Hicks, Brian Osamoa, Eric Kendricks. Chaz Surratt still exists, you know. I'm interested to see if they can ever do anything with him. Troy Dye still exists. He sucks, though. Like, Troy Dye is terrible, and. We don't know if Surratt is terrible. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) You've seen enough Troy Dye to know that he's just not good, whereas Chaz Surratt, we have never seen. So you never know. Uh, all right. So who was the, the the next pick after Brian Asamoa? Let me pull it up here. That was sixty six. Was yeah. Fifty nine was Ingram. Sixty six was Asamoa. We did a ton of trading down. Like I don't know if this was around the time, but it was a lot of trading down in this. Uh, a Caleb Evans. Now this was interesting. We actually gave up a future fourth. Honestly, I hate that more than any of the other yeah. deals. Like I hate giving up future. Fours and higher. Future five, future six, future seven doesn't really bother me. But I feel like that the four is like the sweet spot. Like that's that's an asset you can like sprinkle in to get a deal done on draft day. You can get Chris Herndon for a fourth (laughs) if you really want to. Uh, We dropped from 118. Or no, wait, wait. We moved up from 156 to 118 and gave up our fourth round pick next year. I like it. It's a little steep. Um, but a Caleb Evans, cornerback. From Missouri. Yeah, Mizzou. He, Doesn't he, isn't he like a freak athlete? F- freak athlete, six foot two, super long arms. Kind of kind of long and skinny. Um, well, he, he does remind me of Dantzler. Yeah, a little like Dantzler too. Long and skinny. Yeah, and, and raw. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Questy was talking about. He seemed like a Questy favorite because he was talking about this. Is, he's like, you know, sometimes you're up late watching in the dark. He's like a Caleb Evans. That was my guy that I was watching. Like. That's cool. So I, I like that. And I bet, yeah, I think that's one of the – and I think it just goes to show, like, 
Kwesi will go up and get one of his guys. Well, you know, he, he, now he went down and then back up for Booth, but he did go up for Booth once he thought he needed him, and then, you know, he went up for Evans, and right after him, a corner was taken. Now, a corner you probably would have preferred, Jalen Armour Davis, Alabama, but clearly we didn't, and we went up ahead of a team that took a corner, so. But that's the thing, like, yeah, did I prefer Jalen Armour Davis? Absolutely. We didn't, though. So yeah. I don't care. And also, it, it, it just, again, it goes back. We don't know. They, like, Vikings should, don't know. No one knows. So, like, take, take take whoever you think, and then we'll find out if they're right or not. I wanted... Well, you wanted Johnny Manziel. Well, yeah, yeah. I feel like there was, like, somebody else, too, like, in past drafts where I was like, oh, why didn't we take him? And then it turns out that dude sucked. Yeah, it just happened so much that it's getting upset about, it, like, a name. Yeah. I wanted Justin Gilbert that draft as well. Right, yep. Instead of Anthony Barr. Instead of Anthony Barr. So I wanted Justin Gilbert and Johnny Manziel over Anthony Barr and Teddy Bridgewater. And that would have been terrible. Yeah, it just, again, getting attached to a name is just silly. Smart thing to do, though. We should have been pawning the table for Aaron Donald that draft. (laughs) Exactly. But no one was. (laughs) Yep. Uh, so Caleb Evans, cornerback. Now that's 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 a lot of de- not. I'm not gonna say a lot of depth, but a lot of names at corner. You got back Patrick Peterson, Dantzler's there. You added Booth and a Caleb Evans. Harrison Hand's still around. Chandon Sullivan was signed. I Chris feel like there was another, Boyd's still around. Wasn't there another random corner we brought in? Ty Smith. I thought there was like a Bronco one. Nate Hairston. There it is, Nate Hairston. That's nine bodies. In nine that bodies. Room. I mean, three of them aren't gonna make the team, but at least they're. Uh, they added Hopefully some it's depth Boyd. to that I, I like Boyd, though. I and hope. I, I just want Harrison to keep all the new guys. Wa- oh, do you? You want all the new guys? Sure. Why not? I've seen the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that was our fourth round pick. Yes. I'm going to keep scrolling down, see if I see another pick by the Vikings. All right. Now we got the Minnesota boy. Fifth round. Uh, Aziza? Out of Miwo? Yep. Uh, five Tech. Got ourselves a little five-tech action. So, yeah, it plays inside outly while Brantley just made a great play. Poor Gary Sanchez. Um, but, yeah, we uh, uh, we took... Shit. The gopher. Uh, yeah, the gopher. And he plays inside-outside. It sounds like it sounds like somebody you can just kind of move around if you want to play a little, a little at nose. I think it was 6'5", 285 pounds. I think he had a giant wingspan as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one of those. I think he was a late riser too, like for the Gophers. I don't know. Uh, do you do you follow Daniel House at all? A little bit. Yeah, yeah he does he, a lot of. Gopher he stuff. posted something. He like retweeted it, but he posted before the 2020 season about Anta Antamio. What? Yeah, whatever this guy's name is. Uh, and Boyamafe before they uh, blew up. Oh. So it was just kind of cool, like going back to read that and like seeing like how he progressed. And yeah, I don't know. I it's don't know. it's the exact body type you want at the five tech, and I don't know if we have a ton of guys that fit that because we didn't run it before. So I mean, it makes sense to just get someone that can maybe get in there and hold up against the run. Or I mean, it might he's probably not going to play much year one, but you know. You, could practice squad 
practice squad guy. Fifth rounder. I are him. Yeah, he'll be like he's got Darius Robinson. Turf. He gets turf toe. Shoot him like Jalen Twyman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always forget about Twyman that he's going to be coming back. Yeah, another guy like I mean Robinson, Patrick Jones. <laughs> You know, even Willikies, Twyman, like, I don't know if they fit, where they fit, like, how, how we're going to use them. It'll be interesting to see, like, exactly I really how it works. hope we do something with Willikies because that dude started to play well. Week 18 against the Lions, he looked like an animal. And, I, like, even, like, James Lynch, he never, like, was amazing, but he seemed like a solid, steady player in the back half of the season. So, Especially like, just, like, on pass rushing downs. Yeah. Like, uh, and, you know... Maybe those guys are able to come in and we're just able to, like, create a sub-package of undersized guys inside of, like, two minutes at the end of the game or whatever. Passing and just downs say, and stuff. And just, just say, to, you know what, go. Yeah. Just just mm-hmm. go. Who's going to be the guys that just hold hold it up, though, on early downs, like on running downs? Is it going to be Tomlinson, Harrison Phillips, and who? Watts. I mean, Watts is more of a pass rusher, though. But maybe he's a big body, so he could probably do just, it. Just eating up blocks at, at five yeah. tech. That's all he really has to do. Akeem Hicks is still out there. Why did I think he got signed by the Bengals? Did he? That'd be a bummer because I thought he was still out there. Let me look it up. Akeem Hicks, football player. Why hasn't Akeem Hicks signed 20 right. hours ago? Perfect. Lovely. Not on the Bengals. It Joe just Goodberg seems like. He just said that he wants. Akeem Hicks. Yeah, if 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 I'm looking at the, the, the you know the squad, I think that that five tech spot opposite Tomlinson is kind of the weakest spot. I like Watts a lot. I just he he's always been very good at rushing the passer. But Ta- is it Tomlinson going to play nose? Ta- no, I don't know. Phillips or Tomlinson. One of them's playing nose. One of them's not. I don't they're know. both playing. Phillips. Nose. They're, yeah, they're just next to each other. <laughs> I think they'll probably rotate in and out of there. Uh, I, I'm sure that way, defensive front's probably going to consist of. You know, Phillips, Tomlinson, Watson, any yeah. sort of Lynch alignment. and Willikies, and I mean, yeah. you're just gonna keep rotating. I'm you sure. should do. Should make Willikies put on a bunch of weight and stick him at five tag. And maybe he will. I don't know. I, I guess I just yeah. I just this or guy stand this, him up as a rusher. I don't. This care. Gopher dude is six six two eighty. We don't have a lot of six six two eighties. All of our guys are like six four six five two fifty. Yeah. You know, We're, Jones, that's Robert. the that's the thing when you go from a a four three front. Yeah. To a three four front, you you don't need the slender guys anymore. You need a little more beef up mm-hmm. front, so the linebackers can go run around. Andre Patterson was out here getting us the wrong guys this whole time. Yeah, what a, a jerk, an idiot. That guy <sighs> is such a bum. What a loss, though. We are so screwed without him. Like yeah. to lose him, I, I don't even know how we're going to move on with our team. Who's going to coach the D line and be the head coach? Remember when people actually suggested that Andre Patterson should be the head coach of the Vikings, and were upset that he didn't even get an interview? Yeah, why didn't they keep? Why did? Yeah, should have kept him around. You know, he could keep that Zimmer blood in here. Um, all right, next Ball. pick, Ty Chandler, running back. Oh, we we clapped in the Delta room at that one, didn't we? I believe we did. That was a nice pick. Uh, you know, four again, another four three guy, just a speedster. Madison last year's contract. You're not, I mean, how the hell are you gonna re-sign him? Like, yeah. it doesn't really make sense. Cook's your guy. He's probably gonna go look for People a better. Really like that Chandler too. Super productive. Um, so I mean, he's Memphis. No, North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a slew of running backs. They had Javante Williams. Michael they had Carter. Michael Carter. And now Ty Chandler came out. So, I mean, you got Inwangwu. Because this guy can also return kicks. But you already have a really good kick returner. But So you're four deep at running back. I guess keep them all. Keep four running backs, right? Keep five. CJ Ham. Get the Ham. 
It's nothing we're not used to. Yeah, what last year did we keep? Forget who we kept, but years years We've past years Abdullah well, and we stuff fucking, like that. Some years we kept Rock Thomas. Yeah. We kept uh, well, Mike Boone. Abdullah Boone, Rock Thomas, and Delvin. Delvin. That's one year. Yeah, and then another year I think it was no Rock Thomas, but add in um, Madison. Madison. Yeah, oh. and we still kept Boone oh. and we still kept Abdullah. Yeah, it's really Abdullah every year, just just hanging on that roster, doing those terrible oh. kick returns. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta run one uh, jet sweep to him. On third and seven. It was nice though when he scored against Detroit. He always scored against Detroit. He always found a way. It's a rev- you know, revenge honestly, game. That man was, was picked like thirty fourth overall. Ab- he was, yeah. Abdullah was a very um, reliable, solid player. Like not exciting, but as far as someone that you know is not gonna like drop the ball or miss a block. Like, he's he's, really he's one of those guys where if your running backs kept getting hurt and you're down to your third or fourth yeah, stringer, he's not garbage. Either. Yeah, like he he'll he'll probably only get you a three and a half yards per carry. But he's not going to fumble. He's not going to miss blocking assignments. Catch the ball out of the backfield. Catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a a great example of no one knows shit in the draft because what was it? The Cardinals were like desperately trying to get him. Tried so hard, and they had to settle for David Johnson, who ended up being way better than Amir. That's that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So you know they're like, oh, we missed out on Abdullah. I guess we'll take. I guess we'll take the guy from Northern Iowa. Guy ends up with like two thousand total yards. Also, Uh, the team that uh, preferred Beanie Wells in the first round. Oh yeah, (laughs) Beanie Wells. Uh, All right. So Ty Chandler was our fifth round pick. Going down a little further, we got. Vidarian Lowe, offensive tackle from Illinois. I know nothing about him. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, kind of forgot we drafted him until you uh, brought his name up. So I, I was kind of watching some stuff on him. Another guy that's like seems like he's pretty mature. He's already got a kid. He started a ton of games in Illinois. He seems like the new Rashad Hill. Like that's the goal of his of what you're looking for. Now, I like it. I you, like it. Maybe you hope you hit a home run and he's amazing, blah, blah, blah. He's a six-round pick. He's probably not going to happen. But if you could be spot starter guy, swing tackle guy. If you, you know, can make the roster, well, he's yeah. under contract now for four years as a late round pick. Yeah. If you can make the roster, obviously you want him to do all four. But hell, three out of the four years, or even just two out of the four years, I think that's a quality draft pick. Yeah, if he can just provide depth for a few years. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're getting usually in the sixth round of a draft. You, you, that's really like all you're hoping for is just for the guy to stick on your roster yeah. for that life of the contract. And if you can develop a little more and he turns into like a spot starter or whatever, even better. Because right now, tackle-wise, you know, you got O'Neal and Darsaw, and I'm guessing the plan is Oludo's back to tackle. You know, because otherwise, who's... yeah. Je- I mean Blake Brandle, Jesse Davis. Yeah, is he? I mean, he played some tackle, but he did well. He poorly. played majority of tackle in the NFL. Badly, terrible. Yeah, was a guard at Ohio State. Yeah, so but you know he's probably someone that is versatile and could go out there in a pinch type of shit. Oh. So maybe you hope this guy becomes your swing tackle. Seems like a lot of the linemen we uh, picked up this year are interchangeable. Yeah, Schlotman inside yep. outside Ingram mm-hmm. inside Chris Reed. I don't remember. I'm sure he is. Guard. Is he strictly guard? Left or right? But, yeah, you know, what an animal. He can play both sides, this guy. <laughs> um, apparently, though, he has some terrible reps at right guard, I saw. Chris Reed? Yes. It is interesting, though, how the Colts fans loved him, and the Dolphins fans hated Jesse Davis. Yeah. Like, Colts fans are like, you got a starter. You guys just picked up a starter. He's fantastic. Yeah, so. I think, I, yeah, I think, Chris, I think I was reading that Chris Reed's tape is better at left guard than right guard, hmm. but... 
I mean, yeah. guard is a guard. Guard's I'll a take guard. one. Figure it out. So you're saying he can't play right guard. That's not good. But he can play guard. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, next pick, Jalen Naylor, receiver, Michigan State. He's a fun one. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to take a swing at a random receiver late, why not him? Super productive. Big play of, threat. Yeah. I mean... He's not like super fast, but they say deep threat. Yeah, I don't really have time. I I, I wonder if it, is it because he's a big body, but he's he's not a big body. No, no, he's not six foot one ninety. Maybe he plays big, plays fast, plays fast. I like that. <laughs> I like that. He, I mean, at Michigan State, they used him as like kind of like a little bit of everything. You know, he's kind of like, like the the Debo Samuel. Role, yeah, right? he's all like over the jet place. sweeps and stuff. Get like him that. the ball, you know. So I mean, I like that pick. I think we, I think some people thought. You know, receiver, while not a need, would have been nice to add to the room. But I really do think they think K.J. Osborne's a good player. Amir Smith-Marset has potential. B.C. Johnson's a very reliable 4-5 or five receiver. So Was, was that you play. telling me, or maybe it was Howie, that we, or McCardell... Did, yeah, that was that was us on the live podcast. Yeah, did, yeah didn't yeah. want a receiver whenever like, one like showed up. They were doing like a mock draft with the group and... Like a receiver was available, and he was like, "No, like we, we're fine. Yeah, we're good here. Go, but, go build a team." You know who he did pound the table for? They said Jalen Naylor. They said that was a McCardell. Like, I want this guy. Oh, okay. Take guy. I want this guy. So I love it. I love it. Um, all right, next pick after Jalen Naylor was. Are we? You the- guys should get out to the Twins games more often. Lots of empty seats out there, for people. Don't shame our fans, you know? No, I'm just trying to encourage them. Uh, Nick Muse, tight end. I think that is our final draft pick. Uh, Before we hit Nick Muse, did you see what number he's going to wear? No, what are they doing? 34 for a tight end. (sighs) Is he an H-back? Oh, now you're talking. Maybe he is a little fun H-back. Okay. I still think 34 is not a... That's a terrible number. (laughs) Yeah, I actually... I'll pull the numbers up. So Nick Muse... He's your uh, seventh round white tight end. He's your he's your new Conklin. That's the hope. You know, you hope he's the Conklin. Well, I well, I think I uh, was reading something while uh, you did, yeah, yeah. I think it was a on little the way like home. short scouting report. Yeah, and it was like uh, has good hands, but not like super reliable on like the 50-50 balls. Um, can uh, moves moves uh, decent, not great. And I don't know. Oh, and it's like. You know, just your, he's a willing, like, run blocker or something like that. And like, everything is just, just screams, oh, that's Tyler Conklin. Like, Conklin was willing to block. He was never good at it. Yeah, no. It, it's, it's your typical late-round tight end. It's like, he's not really good at anything, but he, he tries. He tries. He'll catch the ball most of the time. He's a like, big body. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be And, you know, I watched the little, like, one-minute uh, highlight of Nick Muse at, on Twitter during that, and, I like what I saw. This guy's a winner. Yeah. What a pick. I think he's got giant hands. Might have just been the Rudolph effect with the white gloves. King Quasey did it again. But giant hands. Catches everything. 34, bad choice. Bad yeah, choice. Terrible choice. Uh, you were running through the numbers real quick. Lewiston, 16. I love that. Yeah. I think that'll look sweet. Andrew Booth, 23. You can never go wrong with 23. Yeah. Good corner number. Ed Ingram, 67. I like that. I'm I not wore, usually huge on the 60s, but that fits a guard. It fits him. Something uh, about Ingram that just works. I wore 67 in football. That's good okay. Number. Okay. Awesome with 33. <sighs> Bad as a linebacker. Great for a big safety. Yeah, it's just it, that's Cook's number, and you and 
Yeah, I don't know. I would have just no, went away. not I anymore. I would have went away. Not from anymore. It. It's gonna be weird. All the thirty threes in the stands. <laughs> all the Asamoah fans. I, pe- you know, everyone peel off your peel off your cook fucking thing and put on an Asamoah. You know, if like Asamoah ends up being like really good and starting like this rookie year, people are gonna yeah. take masking tape yeah. over their cook and put Asamoah. People are gonna be covering up their Brett Farbs and putting cook on them. Yeah, gonna do. Yep. Uh, Caleb Evans is twenty one. Great number. Always yep. a great number. Uh, Aziza Atamoe, 90. Great number. Yep. Ty Chandler, 32. Would have preferred in the 20s for more of a, a smaller back, but that's Ontario Smith's number. I don't think we have many available in the 20s now. I can't imagine. Because Cam Bynum switched to 24. Yeah. Um, Vidirian Low, 63. I like my tackles to be 70s. Yeah, tackles have to be 70s. Or like... 68. I don't know. Yeah, low 60s. That's a guard number, but that's okay. We'll let it Guard and center. Jalen Naylor, 83. Solid. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I, 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 Greg I like, Lewis number. Oh, yeah. I like the teens for receivers these days. I'm more I do too, guy. but I feel like, you know, your teens should be reserved for like... <laughs> your studs? Yeah. For KJ Osborne, for Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen? Yes. They're all teens, huh? And then even Amir Smith said is like a uh, mm. he's definitely like a, a nineteen or something. Yeah, I think no, it was that's stealing. Seventeen six. No, six. Wasn't wasn't he sixteen? I we got 15, 15. 15. What a what it looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks absolutely stunning. So then you've got so fifteen uh Smith Marset, sixteen Lewisine, seventeen Osborne, eighteen Jefferson, nineteen Thielen. So then you go backwards, 14, Joe Webb. Stefan Diggs. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have one right now. I don't either. So I mean, I'm sure we have some like Joe Blow fucking. 13, I'm not sure. 12 is uh, the backup quarterback. Mannion? No. Uh, Nate Stanley? Nate, yeah, Nate Stanley is 12. 13, isn't that Mannion? 13 is Mannion. 11 is Mond. And 11 is Mond. 10 is nobody. So, Naylor, not promised a spot, doesn't get a teen. Got I'm sure it. if he makes the roster... He'll get a teen. I mean, only BC looks good in eighty one. Yep. So you can you can you can and you, you can know rock eight, it. and you know it's not like it's not like he's choosing like a number in the forties or is something. that allowed? I no, don't I don't think it's so. It's not like, like he's like, Nick Muse choosing thirty four as yeah. a tight end. Like why didn't Nick Muse choose eighty three or eighty eight? Eighty nine, eighty seven. Even in the forties. I hate 40s at tight end. Unless it's forty four. That's Jim a clean Klein number. Saucer forty. Yeah, but That's Jim Kleinsasser was more of a fullback. Well, Nick Muse, no, maybe he's got fullback H-back. ability. H-back <laughs> ability. Uh, all right, so that's the draft class. I mean, overall, I, I don't think it's like nothing amazing happened. But I, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think it's B. I think it's a B. I think it's B. Yeah, I was going to go B, B minus. I think. I really like the booth pick. Sin is a very solid pick. I think I'm going to go B minus. Just because... Gave up a future fourth. I, Didn't gain any picks either. J- I was going to say, just because, like, after, like, the... the th- I guess starting with Asamoah, day, you know, round three and later, none of those moves, like, got me giddy or anything like that. You know, th- we didn't really get anyone late that was super fun. Yeah. That, like, we'd be like, oh, shit. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know... Who you could say, like, oh, this guy fell to the six, and that's the guy who who I would have liked. Yeah. And, there are some years, though, where there are guys where it's like, oh, shit, we got that guy in the six? Like, wow. Yeah. Even, oh, even when we got Armin Watson in the six, we were like, yeah. wow, we got. 
even like the Kenny Willickies year, like every draft person liked him in like the mid rounds, and then we oh. got to the seventh, and like it's not like that means oh he's really good, but it was shit, cool to be Jaylen like shit Tw- got him late. Jalen Twyman, yeah, last he was year someone in seventh. That, it was like oh like I think we would always take him in like the third, fourth, or fifth, or mm-hmm. something like that. As but, a, as a, the three tech of the day or yep. whatever. Yeah, this one was kind of like I think Jalen Naylor's decent. I don't think he was, but he was kind of a sixth round pick. So yeah, I, I probably I, just like him because he's a receiver. I think Asamoa, after seeing, is the one that does it the most for me. Yeah, because so I didn't watch much of him, and then we took him, and then at like to a really bunch watch it. Yeah. yeah, and then a bunch of like highlight tapes started coming like across my Twitter feed. And it's like, oh man, this guy's so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's. He, Super fast, and he's also like seen as like where he's like a uh, a human missile, yeah. Where the dude just likes to launch himself, mm-hmm. so I'll take it. I uh, mean, yeah. So I don't know. Overall, well, it's it's the draft. You don't really know. I mean, last year we were like fucking gung ho on the draft. You know, we got Chad Surratt, Kellen Mond, Wyatt Davis in the third, Christian Darasa. Yeah, I mean, it turned out like. That whole third round didn't even play. Now I'm not saying they're not couldn't be good in the future, but like it wasn't very impactful. Besides, Darasaw and like Kenny Wongu. Cam Bynum was a good pick, so he's shown something. And it just sucks that it sure seems like most of those third round picks don't really fit anymore. Yeah, like Davis probably like Davis almost just seems like he's kind of like Mond. It's like, dude, I don't know. Like wait, Davis, you couldn't take that job. I guess that's not like Mon, but but with Mon, like you, you couldn't with, get it. You couldn't get game eighteen <laughs> with Mon. It was sort of like you were. You, it just sounds like everyone thought you were bad. Like all the the word out of like camp and even like Zimmer, the way he talked about him, it just sounds like you were more good. Yeah. Why Davis? Like you had to beat Oli Udo, who was fucking terrible, and you couldn't get in there. Chaz Surratt, you didn't even play you at all. You couldn't beat Troy Dye. You couldn't who even be a special see, teamer. Yeah. And then who was the fourth? Oh, Patrick Jones was like he played a little bit, but just never really showed anything that was like to make you excited. Yeah, it was always funny, like looking back at the post games and you see the defensive snaps. And it's like, whoa, Patrick Jones played eleven snaps. Yeah, didn't even know he was out Must there. Must not have been great. Yeah. What's funny is if you look back at that draft, we loved the third round. Like we, you loved Patrick Jones. We both loved Wyatt Davis. Chasseret was like a fun, like almost like a bonus. Because we had those extra picks. Kellen Mond, quarterback, you're going to be excited about it. And the picks that actually showed the most were Cam Bynum, who it's like, eh, converted corner, whatever. And Kanae Wangwu, who it's like, running back? Do we really need a running back? Like, so it's just, again, the draft, man. Like, it just, it's really, You never know. It, yeah, it's almost silly how much time we spend on it because, but it's so fun. So, oh, but it's I, such a shit show. Yeah, I mean, the draft, I, it's... Because, I don't know, we love doing, like, the fantasy draft, like, our fantasy yeah. football drafts and everything like that. Like, it's just a big event. There's something about it. Yeah, just I don't know, the draft. It's, it's, it's a new crop of players. Yeah. Sometimes you, know? you do get a Justin Jefferson. Sometimes you find Stefan Diggs in the, you know, the sixth round or whatever. The fifth. fifth round, yeah. Uh-huh. So, hopefully that happened this year. Yeah. Got ourselves a... Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor. He's the next Stefan Diggs. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to say B overall. I mean, I think you found a starting safety... You found someone that could probably, maybe he doesn't start your, I don't know, Booth, do you think starter day one, or do you think it's Patrick Peterson came Dantzler? It's Peterson and Dantzler right away. Yeah, and then Booth will rotate in. Maybe a, a Darsaw situation, like slowly takes Dantzler's job. Oh. And then or next slowly year, takes Patrick Peterson's job if Dantzler improves. Yeah, if you're on a, if you're hoping. I mean, I, hoping. I sort of think that I'm hoping. Peterson ain't losing his job, but... 
then next year, maybe you're looking at Booth and Dantzler as kind of our future yeah. of our corner group. And then Ed Ingram, did you get someone that, like if he if he comes through and could be our starting right guard, that would make this draft like if real you nice. yeah if you if you just hit on Ingram and Scene or yeah. Ingram and Booth, mm-hmm. shit, even just Ingram and Asamoah, yeah, like should be good. So overall, B. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I think we'll, you know, on our next podcast, we'll kind of go over our, you know, the to-do list and like looking at the overview of the whole off season, which isn't done yet. Yeah, don't don't file your complaints about the Vikings off season just yet. We still got two and a half I, more months. I don't understand how you could like, and I, fucking, I don't know. Ask Chad Graff. Yeah, he, I don't see how they're better. And then he fucking says that. Uh, he, I like I like Anthony Barr more than Jordan Hicks. It's like it, that's really great, dude. Anthony Barr didn't fucking play half the games. Yeah, I like Anthony Barr more than yeah. Jordan Hicks too. When he's healthy, yeah. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? He said our tight end group is worse. It's like okay, so you're just discounting the fact that Irv Smith didn't play. Yeah, if you're gonna go Irv Smith and Conklin versus just Irv Smith, sure. But Irv Smith didn't fucking play, so yeah. it's Irv Smith versus Conklin. I'll take Irv Smith. Uh, Harrison Phillips over Michael Pierce. I like Michael Pierce more. So do I. But Pierce don't play. Doesn't play. Yeah. Did not make our team better. And I mean, we, I mean, not to give it away, but you know, they checked every box on our checklist because I think, I mean, they way over than what we thought. And it, it's another one of those things where it's like all these people got together and they're, and they're doing this narrative of like, oh, they're running back the same team and hoping that coaching is the difference. Oh, they're all writing the same article. Oh, they're just trying to run back. And CD. guess what? If it's a if it's better coaching, you probably win two, three more games. Which means you're a playoff team because yeah. uh, we were fucking eight and nine. But half the defense is different. Like, f- the offense was good. It has good players on it. And we added, like, four guys to compete for the one spot that's trash. We'll see what happens at the center. That spot also sucks. But other than that, the offense was fine. The defense, you, you – I mean, how the hell is it the same? I – it's it's not the same. We have like four returning starters from like week eighteen. Harrison yeah. Smith, Dantzler, Patrick Dantzler, Peterson, Tomlinson, Peterson, Kendricks. Was he hurt? Regardless, he played most of the year. We'll say Kendricks. Uh, Kendricks. Too. Yeah. So now you have Sin Bynum, Booth, Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter, Jordan Hicks, Harrison like- Phillips. I mean, if you want to argue comparing the roster, like you don't. Oh, get, we stick Armin Watson there too. Like, if you don't want to count Hunter as an addition, that I, I get. Then you get closer to sort of like it's. There's still just no way you can argue to me. Like Zadarius Smith is a clear upgrade over Everson Griffin. Daniel Hunter is Daniel Hunter. Harrison Phillips and Michael Pierce. That's a wash. Daniel Hunter still didn't play after week six or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. like you and have I, to count him as an. addition. We went eight and nine without him for most season. We didn't have Everson Griffin for a whole season. Did basically. we? And I believe with Hunter on the field, the defense was performing a lot better, too. Uh, absolutely it was. Of course it does, because yeah. he's Daniil Hunter. He's our best player. Yeah. I, but I, again, it depends where, like, what, you know, like what this Chad Graff article where he was basically like, oh, I don't see how the team's any better. If you want to look at, like, what the roster was supposed to be versus what it is this year, you can, like, kind of maybe, like, maybe blend your mind to be like, oh, it's not that much different. But if you want to look at it, that a team went 8-9 and nine and Irv Smith was out the entire year. Daniel Hunter was out for most of the year. Everson Griffin, like, literally didn't play for 75% of the season. Anthony Barr was in and out. Michael Pearson out. And there's going to be injuries this year. But I just, it, you went 8-9, and nine and you added six new starters on defense. Which was your weak spot? Yeah. I think I saw since 2000, 
the Vikings have scored the second most points per game in losses. Yeah. So all you, what you're saying is the offense is scoring points, but the defense isn't stopping them from scoring. I mean, the last two seasons, the defense was terrible. Yeah. So like, I just I mean, damn near record bad last year. Your front seven, you brought in three new starters: Harrison Phillips, Jordan Hicks, Zadarius Smith, to replace Michael Pierce, Anthony Barr, and Everson Griffin. All three of whom didn't play, hardly played. Yeah. Probably so played forty percent. So yes, that's a great example of like if you want to just look at the names, you could be like, eh, it's not that big of a difference. But they're play now. Zadarius Smith missed a lot of time. Phillips missed some time. Jordan Hicks, I think, played all last I two seasons. But like, <coughs> I you went eight and nine without those guys. You went eight and nine with Troy Die and DJ Wanham and fucking I, who the hell played nose? Mm, we had a Tomlinson I, I had think two, Tomlinson probably. had two. Yeah. So, I I just think that's like a it's just it's a stupid argument because if those guys hadn't got hurt and you want to use that as like this was the roster we would have won like ten games yeah so I we'll we'll talk about it more on the whole like recap but if you just want to look at the team what's the fucking problem here like are we are we the the favorites no but like look at the defense where's the issue I think the problem is is that. Everyone wanted us to rebuild. <laughs> yeah. And uh, instead, we all, just retooled. Yeah. yeah. All the beat writers, again, they got together and they were like, I'd tear it down. If it was me, I'd tear They always want to tear it down. It's Everyone like they just wants love to it. tear it they down. They love what Ryan Poles did. Yeah, they think it's great having a horrible team. You got J- Jordan, uh, what the fuck's quarterback? Justin, Justin Fields. Fields has no protection, no receivers. Like, yeah, that'll go great. It's going to be like, no, don't it's worry. all Four years. They're going to have tearing great Tearing it down, it's all fun and games until... And four years from now, when your when your roster is officially worse than it was when you started, <laughs> yeah, because and you your quarterback's it murdered, down. yeah, it, it just, or a murderer, you know, we, <laughs> we, we allegedly, are, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, uh, it, and I, I just for the people that said they should have tore it all down, look at the roster. Like, is this not a competitive roster? Again, I'm not saying we're better than the Packers. I'm not saying we're better than the Rams, but the offense is very good. You can point to center and possibly right guard. And there's bodies competing for that spot. But that offense was good with a bad right guard and a bad center last year. They didn't have Irv Smith. Yeah. So I, I that think, part's good. Defense, you've added like six new players and kept yeah. the ones that were actually good. You kept Harrison Smith. You kept Daniil Hunter. You kept brought, Eric Kendricks. Brought back Peterson. If you're just like, okay, who's bad on the defense? I would say that you could argue that five-tech spot is worrisome. Okay. That's all I got. That's where I stopped. You the you you could second argue, corner. I was gonna say you could argue Cam Dantzler. Yeah, you could argue Cam Dantzler slash and, Booth. Like you're relying on a rookie and the slot corner. Yeah, we don't know about Shane and Sullivan. Not but, not a guarantee. But you know, I feel like he's probably just Mac. I'm sure you just and swapped out Mac for Sullivan. Let's, different let's, name, different number. And let's not you know let's not pretend that there's teams out there. That don't have holes. Name me a team that doesn't have a couple bad players on their defense. The fucking Bengals had like six bad players in their defense. The Chiefs have bad players all on over their the place. Defense. Yeah, now, you know they might have some superstars or whatever, but it. Oh, I feel like a lot of good teams have like a hole or two where it's just you. They literally have a guy who's abandoned. And it's like just don't fuck it up. The the 49ers were starting like a fourth round corner. I mean, if you. That's why coaching does actually matter a lot. Like that players can go in there and do their jobs correctly. 
Maybe. You know, it's funny how, like, growing up, I didn't think really, like, managing a baseball team, coaching a football team or a basketball team. Like, I was like, mm, coach, like, whatever. He just runs the show. Now, like, as I'm older, it's like, damn. Like, J- Timberwolves, great example. Yeah. Ryan Saunders. Clearly yeah. can't coach a fucking team. Yeah, not yet. I mean, you, give him maybe you, another twenty years. Yeah, but, but you bring in Chris, Chris Finch, Finch, drastic and a, change. Like immediately, the Wolves were better. Mm-hmm. Almost immediately, it, it was literally immediately. Like they immediately were a better team. Yeah, and we don't know for sure Kevin O'Connell's a good coach. We don't know. We what we think we do know though is that Mike Zimmer was a decent coach. Like he was a pretty good coach, I think overall. But he just didn't care to even try to do anything with the offense. And his defense was ravaged by injuries, and it all fell apart. And, and he, wasn't, he wasn't personable. Wasn't personable, and he he's always was pretty shaky at managing the game. Yeah, like it was like the timeouts and the clock management and some of that. We've got a nerd for that now. Yeah, and I mean, you fucking blow every game at the end of the half and end of the fourth quarter. Somehow that's coaching. That's situational football. That's yeah. like day one stuff that you're supposed to like. Every coach is like, oh, that's what we start right away. We do situational football. Well, we failed horribly at it last year. Went eight and nine. Worst team in like history at the end of half and the games. Defense was garbage. It went eight and nine. I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, we're, you know, some people think we got the purple glasses on, you know. Drinking some purple Kool Aid? No, that's Summit. Yeah. <laughs> that's Summit, <laughs> asshole. You know, yeah. So I don't know. We'll talk about the, the whole roster more next week, but I think the offseason so far has been very successful. Yeah, and if you don't like it, tweet at us, email <laughs> us, uh, send us nasty voicemails. Mark Siegel can Snapchat me and say that we only say nice things about the Vikings. Yeah, but I give us a B minus. Yeah, that's a, hey, that's a B minus right there. <laughs> I feel a- like more. I I end up just getting annoyed of like what, what ends up becoming the narrative of it, like the whole division. Like, oh, they traded with their divisional rival. <laughs> they built the other team. Okay, that's so fine. fucking tell, stupid. Tell me that you have a problem with that and not that the Vikings fucked up. Because they traded with the divisional rival. Just say, just straight up say, I don't like trading within the division. I just wouldn't have done it. Say that. Yeah, so, and then I would just call you dumb, though. Like, like it, I, you didn't do it because you, you liked, you're going to say you liked what they got, but I don't want to do it because it's Detroit. I mean, if that's what you're, I mean, it's just, it's just different of opinion, I guess. Yeah, but like, that's, you, that's clearly what you're saying. The like, only thing like I would be okay with someone saying is that they were just like, I loved Kyle Hamilton so much. That I would have taken him, you know, like that. That Kyle like, Hamilton fun. was a top five player on my board. Yeah, like that's we fine. are crazy yeah. for taking yeah. Lewis. Yeah, that that I can be like, okay, I get it. Like you just you looked at him the way I looked at Derek Stingley, you know. But I'm still sure. gonna say it's too bad you don't run the team because that's not how our board fell. Yeah, and it's just I feel like people are like, it. We should have got more. Yeah, we didn't. Like, I, you think Questy was like, nah, keep your pick. It's, you, a, it's you a negotiation. Want, you you want to... <laughs> you don't want our second round pick. Yeah. Uh, I think I should toss that in yeah, there so it's a little better, more fair. You better take it. We got to give it to you. So I just... I don't know. It's just... Yeah. I'm sure we were like, you know, we don't want to give you our second. And they're like, hey, ain't happening then. It's 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 these... All these writers that are like, they should they should rebuild. Uh, they shouldn't trade in division. Uh, they're... They're kicking the can down the thing, or um, they're running back the same team. I swear to God, every article, they're running back the same team with just hoping on coaching. No, no, no. 2010, we ran back the same team. Yeah. This is not the same team. Yeah, this is uh, 
half what? the defense is different. I was gonna say if you're if you've got oh my three broke his bat brand new starters like like what is the average turnover for like a defense? We didn't change our fucking defense for like ten years. Like three or four, I would say is the average. Yeah, and if you want to just say like plainly new new human beings on the team like Zadarius, Lewisine, Andrew Booth. Jordan Hicks, Harrison Phillips. That's five. Nate Harrison. Yeah, your nickelback. Right, Whoever your I'll, nickel is going to be. Yeah. That's six. So six out of 11, if Booth were to take Cam Dampster's job. Six out of 11. That's over half your defense. That is not stop, running it back. Stop writing that we're just relying on coaching. These are these are 50% new defense. Yeah, it's half a new defense and a completely new coaching staff on defense. Yeah. So. And honestly, you take the players that we have on offense – I will gladly rely on better coaching with those players. Like, those players should do more. That offense should be better. It should just be more consistent. It has it had good highs and stuff last year, but it, I think we led the league in like three and outs. Yeah, too. we did. So like, Everyone blames Chris we, for that. We scored a lot of points overall, but we also stalled out a lot. Huh. Remember when I wanted to score like five touchdowns a game? <laughs> I think we... I, and then we can get there. And if we don't, we fire O'Connell, we tear it down. I guess, you know, the only argument for tearing it down is that you want to tank for a quarterback. And I got a whole thing about how you don't even need to tank for a quarterback because no one, you know, besides Joe Burrow, everyone got their quarterback through trade or in the middle of the round. But, I mean, that would be the only argument I could see. I mean, at that point, you had to have traded Kirk because Kirk will literally make you win eight games because yeah. he's that good of a player. Kirk yeah. and Jefferson. So you can't tank. Protect Jefferson. You can't tank. You can't tank unless you trade Jamar or Justin Jefferson, or you've locked him up for like six years or something. Because you don't, he's gonna. You, you, what are you gonna do? Roll Kellen Mond out with him? You know, people wanted to tank and draft Malik Willis. Well, that'd have been fucking stupid. That'd have been real stupid. Yeah, you'd be having. You, you would. You would you'd probably have Kenny. <laughs> you'd probably have Kenny Pickett right now. Kenny Pickett's your quarterback, and Justin Jefferson's like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm sick of. Uh, waiting Kenny for this dude Pickett. to get it together. So, all right, I think we've gone on long enough. Draft solid. Until yep. next year, um, you know, another draft would be great next year. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Grapes and Gorak are Team Hank, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>